Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down the side I'm told. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. It's JG. This is Pettit. And this is Robert. And, uh, darn. Season has come to an end. And to be honest with you, maybe down the stretch with how bad we were playing, I could have seen this coming. But throughout the year before, even a few games into the losing streak, I still thought we were going to win the division. Uh, So what happened was not necessarily what I thought. And so Titans lose to the Jags 20-16. to um, we're going to talk about that game. But we're also going to kind of like talk about um, everything just getting into the off season and hearing about what happened on Monday. We're recording Tuesday morning. Um, yes, there's exciting news we will get to, but we want to talk about the Jags first. Um, how are we? How are we feeling? Are we sad? Do we like are? We, <laughs> Did we expect this? Uh, what do y'all think? What, what do we think about the game? But the game of the season, because the season, I'm I'm a little embarrassed. Well, like, yeah, game and then the game. I actually season. thought was it exceeded expectations of entertainment. I thought the Titans played their best game since maybe the Bengals game. I would say. I don't know. I that was defense, my opinion. Defense looked really good. The, they couldn't run the ball at all. I mean, yeah, they, they had negative the one throw. yards in the first in the fourth quarter. Really? Yeah, of total offense, and they somehow scored ten points. Yikes! Did you not know that? Does no. that make you feel worse or better? Worse, worse <laughs> for sure. I mean, I don't know. This whole season's just been a weird up and down. I don't even know what to think anymore. If I'm being honest, I'm glad I'm I've been put out of my misery. I am. I am relieved somewhat, and I didn't know I'd feel this way, but I'm relieved I don't have to prepare for watching a, a game, a well, you know, game. You know what we would have done? We would have, like, we'd be here talking right yeah. now and be like, we beat the Jags. We didn't look that bad. Defense looked good. We we got a chance of being the Chargers. Right. Like, we, we, we would be sitting here have false convincing hope. ourselves we were going to beat the Chargers. Yes, and – we would be gearing up and like getting friends together and preparing to watch the game for you know we always do that for the playoffs like get a group together watch the game and i don't know i just I, if i'm being honest i'm 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 kind of excited for maybe the ceiling of a future team if we blow some things up tear some things down and rebuild and we we can get we're going to get into some of the coaching changes. That's a great first step. But um, man, we should have probably won the game if Dobbs doesn't throw that pick deep down the sideline. And I think that that play kind of embodies why Dobbs has been on the couch most of this year. 
He does not have a strong arm. He cannot throw the ball deep very well. I mean, would you agree with that watching him for four years at Tennessee? Uh, he keeps it. I mean, he he had some fine deep balls, but like, I think what ultimately what you're saying is true about why he's been a backup all this time. I mean, dude, we I don't even think I think the longest throws he had, like the Chig touchdown was one of his longest throws. It was, yeah. what, like a 20-yarder? And that was a beautiful throw. It was a great throw. When he made that throw, we were texting in, in our group chat, and I was like, oh, my gosh. What do we have here? It was a great throw. And then, But, like, that was probably the longest throw to that point of the game. Yeah. And then he just – yeah, he just – you saw why he's not been a starter in the NFL. Yeah. One of my other Tennessee – Buddies, after the fumble pick, uh, fumble return for a touchdown, scoop and score, it's like that's the Dobbs I know and love. Yeah, <laughs> it just—I don't even know what it was about that drive. To I, I, I had a horrible feeling right before the play. Like in my head, I was thinking to myself about well, could- a, like a pick six or something. I—I was legitimately thinking. Something like that would happen. I just, for some reason, I don't know if it's because of prior sports teams hurting me uh, or different experiences like that where I just knew something bad was going to happen. Well, you could kind of, especially on that play, when you saw Rayshon Jenkins start to creep and then you saw the line not not slide that way and then Haskins doesn't go out. To block him, and then you just realize, like, those split seconds before he hits Dobbs, you're just – you're watching on the screen, and you just have a unique angle because Dobbs obviously can't see him. And you're just like, please throw it, please throw it, please throw it. And honestly, Dobbs was like – he was pretty smart throughout the game to where I would have thought he maybe would have seen that blitz Me too, me too. I don't know. It's and just, somebody somebody said that uh, it, Dobbs probably did see it before the play, but our pass pro should have picked it up. Yeah. Like the the pass protection, the specific one that we called, the rules should have called for uh, either Haskins or Dennis Daly to go out and, and pick at that least guy like, up. At least chip him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think that's that's what you – that's what we've been seeing all season. Critical errors in critical moments leading to losses. Yeah. We were – when we were 7-3, and three, what the Jags were 4 and – They were – they were 3-7 and seven at one point. 3-7. and seven. I don't know if there Did was you think there was any – and we were undefeated in the division. Yeah, I'll and tell you all I'll tell you all right now. Did you think that we were going to lose by two games to the Jags – three games? Two games. Two. Two games. I'll tell y'all right now. I looked at y'all both, and I was like, do we for sure have the the division? And again, just like the Jets game, both of y'all are like, yeah, we're, we've won the division. Doesn't matter. If we would have won one game, one freaking game. Yeah, and I get that, but we got to show a little bit more. I don't even know what we gotta we gotta watch out in the future. That makes sense for crazy uh, <laughs> statements, 
I did. I get scared. I, get, I, I, I talk to y'all, and y'all call me crazy. I don't things. think it's a crazy statement to be seven and yeah, three and the second best team in your division is three and seven. I stand. I just by that we have just feel good when you're undefeated by. in the division to be like, oh, I didn't think we were going to lose every single game from there on out. I this has been the least entertaining t- season since we went three and thirteen. The season was won. I stand by it. At seven and three, we were the AFC champs. Sign, seal, deliver. AFC South champs. Send it. Send it. And then the most absurd injuries, <laughs> bad plays, coaching, all of the above, and we figured out a way to lose it. We really yeah. we figured out how to lose it. Like we found a way. It was like it was the Doctor Strange. There's one way to lose this season. Yeah. And he found a way. Out of oh, yeah. 14 Titans million found a options. Way. Yeah. yeah. There's one way to lose this season. Yeah. So, I mean, was it – I mean, the defense, like, the defense stepped up. Yeah, like defensive line. Negative one in the fourth – never one yards there was in the a series, There was a series where um, the defensive line single-handedly just dominated the series. The first play was a screen pass, sniffed it out. Trevor Lawrence throws into the dirt. The next play is a Jamichael Hasty run to the left side, and it's coming towards you, like towards us on the, the screen. TV watcher, yeah. And uh, Simmons and Autry are chasing him down, forcing him to run sideline to sideline, and then Fulton comes up and tackles him, three-yard gain. And then the very next play um, was Rashad, when Rashad Weir batted the ball. And that came after – like un- That was near couple- the end of the game, right? Yeah, in the fourth quarter. That was the fourth quarter. Like, when we needed him the most, the D-line just dominated. Yeah. And we we have a – even with injuries, without Bud Dupree, without Harold Landry, like, we've got a very, very good defensive line, and it's the best unit on our team and something to build on moving forward. Um, equally, as good as the D-line is, the O-line is, is like, the opposite <laughs> – on the end of the spectrum. Like Just if, as bad. If the D-line is one of the top two or three in the NFL, the O-line is one of the worst two or three in the NFL. And that showed, again, that 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 we couldn't really run the ball. We couldn't give Derek a lot of room. I mean, he had a good game. He had a good game, but he didn't have a typical Jags game where he goes off for 200, 250. Well, it's because Todd Downing was like, hey, let's run the ball every single time on first down right down the middle. Yeah, we ran. I think the Jags were, I think, by the end of the first quarter, Roy. I think we know what this play is going to be. We had 28 first down play calls. 24 of them were run calls. Four were pass pass calls. And on uh, one of the pass calls, Dobbs actually ran it. So that was kind of funny. Are we? Uh, what did we think of Derrick Henry in that game, though? Are we that like? This is going to sound like a weird question. And don't be offended, listeners, and both of y'all. Was that the last ever game? That Derrick Henry is a Titan. Um, I feel like that's a fair question. Yeah, I'm it's not a trying fair, to be crazy and like well, outlandish. Here, so I think we can ask that question about a lot of Titans players. Derrick Henry, fine. Yeah, to ask it about him, I, I I would be a lot more surprised if we don't see him again versus some like other guys Luan. like Tannehill, Robert Woods, Taylor Lewan, Zach Cunningham. You could even throw David Long into the mix. Like I, you know. I would probably be more surprised if we moved on from Henry than if we moved on from Simmons. Like I think Simmons, oh. I'm I'm nervous about just because of our track record. Yeah, that's like fair. Under I think J-Rob it's fair to be the last six years, I'm 
like, if we don't re-sign Jeff Simmons, what is what is wrong what you, with us? What's the point of drafting elite players? The GM should have a mandate. You cannot take this job unless you you are going to re-sign Jeffrey Simmons. <laughs> you just you can't do this to us yeah. again. Why are we? You're right. Why are we drafting good players if we're too cheap and we're scared to sign them? Yeah. That uh, and it seeing Jeffrey Simmons after the game, him getting emotional and oh talking about it. I, it scared me. It, it didn't necessarily worry me, but it was like, oh, goodness, please don't be. I get why you're emotional right now, but I really hope the drive of this emotion is not wondering if you're going to be a Titan. You yeah. know, There are a few guys on our team who I feel like give everything they have each and every week, like consistent regardless, and it's Kevin Byard, it's Jeffrey Simmons, Derek it's Derrick Henry. Henry. And you can't just let those guys go. I'm sorry. Like, you build around those guys. So. Sorry. I was uh, looking into where the Titans O-line ranked on the season. Did you find where they ranked ever? Like Going into the season, I think they were 28th. And that was with Lawan. And... The, that in in the description, it was like the only reason why they're twenty eighth is because of Lawan. <laughs> and oh my gosh, this was I I couldn't find a current one because it was like buy this to uh you know see the full list. Oh, but yeah. this one was December fourteenth, and going into week fifteen, we were thirty second. And not only were we thirty second because of like sacks and all of that. We were also the third most penalized offensive line. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. I. And then it's and talking every about, offensive line penalty I bet led to that killed the drive. Because oh, if we get sure. a five or ten yard penalty, done. And I feel like <laughs> just off the top of my head, if you were to tell me, gun to my head, who was it that got the penalty that ended the drive? Uh, Dennis Daly. Yeah. Also, I guess this is a major. Stat for a line, but Titans are tied for the lowest average yards before contact figure in the NFL, 0.8 yards, and it just says any rushing success they had was Derrick Henry. In the yeah. Description. No, I, a low if we yard had, before contact is awful. I'm just curious on. This is totally hypothetical, and I'm curious on what you guys think about this. I'm interested. In Without Derrick Henry as a Titan, we have a less we have a, a mediocre running back and a uh, who who who's like a good mediocre Deonta Foreman. Yeah, Deonta. Yeah, I kind of love him, but well, I'm just say, saying. Yes, a mediocre. Yes, kind of a roller coaster. Of a, like does well sometimes, but not yeah. super great all the time. Yes. Do we win a game? Yeah, we win a game. Yeah, dude, we do have a talented roster outside. No, 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 no. I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious too. Wait, <laughs> wait. wait, what? <laughs> Is that an argument? I'm, I'm being. Serious. No, 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 wait, wait. But I'm serious. Do we win a How? game? Yes, yes. I'm we being win serious. A game. We, we. No, I don't know. Pettit, We're what being is serious? You too. saying? Okay. Oh, you're being serious. Okay, <laughs> let me change my. Let me rethink that. <laughs> okay, okay. Now we're not talking in crazy absolutes. Okay. No, we don't win a game. We we have a talented roster. Not on offense. Agreed, but how do you win a game? We have our defense. Yeah, we have a really good defense. Like, 
even with a mediocre running back, it's not like a mediocre running back like a Deontay Foreman. And we saw it last year. I know the line was a lot better, but like Deontay Foreman still would have had his hundred yard game here. And the Maybe. expected the EPA per rush last year when Derek went out actually went up. Last year. Last year. Not this year. No, but I'm yeah, talking, should, I'm talking yeah. about Dante Foreman last year. Like, no, I know, but what I'm but saying is, but the line was this, way better last year. This year is, is so much worse that, like, Derrick Henry had 112 yards or something against the Jags on Saturday night. Yeah. Any other running back probably gets 40. Yeah. 40 Any other running like Derrick Henry was doing a great job of falling forward every play, running hard. Dude, he every he hit had nothing. He had every a, hit he took. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I agree. He would get popped, and he's so big that he can just. It probably was because of him delivering those hits. The only so, game I think we maybe win is the we can, the Packers game because, but there was no game we had had an offense. Do you realize how bad you have to be to lose every game in the NFL? Okay, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, the Texans are terrible, and, and we they won, won that game because games. of Derrick Henry. Texans won three games. That we won that game because of Derrick Henry. Yeah, the first Texans game, but because no. the Texans defense rush defense being so bad. We could have had a Deontay Foreman, and we would have won that game probably. Okay, fair enough. I, I still think we lose three or four more games easily. Yeah, that's fair. that's more. Fair. Re- you that's said more we realistic. win a game. <laughs> well, that's because I was exaggerating. But. Okay. All right, I thought we were being serious. Oh, the truth comes out. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. <clears throat> I'm just. I just. I just. I'm just, I just, heated. Watched I'm that just game. heated for how bad we are. Derrick Henry's just, covered up a lot of our flaws on offense. Yeah, he has. I just watched that and was just wondering to myself, like, Derrick Henry still looks great. He's what he's doing with this offensive line is actually insane, and I don't think that, like, I I just I think there were times throughout the year where we would question Derrick Henry, like we wondered, is he washed? Is he the same Derrick Henry? And I just think that he still is. Yeah, I think he he's is. obviously there's. I think I he mean, is. Obviously, he's getting older. There's maybe a little bit of fall off. He doesn't have the turd uh, dreadlock anymore. Yeah, we're gonna have to rethink that in the off season. I would agree. Um, he also fumbled a lot more this year. He did fumble a lot more. That was true. That was tough. And Vrabel called him out in his presser last yesterday, and some people that ru- you know rubbed rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, I watched most of the presser and and the context of what how Vrabel was saying it. He was kind of talking about all of just the things that happened this season, and it, it wasn't like Derek's fumbles were the reason our offense was terrible. He was just kind of going on a rant of yeah. all the different things that happened. and um, So, yeah, but if it's true, a guy who never fumbles the football fumbled more than he ever has Critical in moments. Yeah. I think he needs to work out more. I think he'll probably do that. He's yeah. probably already started. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else? On this Jags game, anything y'all wanted to talk about? Uh, Chig remains to be a beast. I have a question. That Traylon Burks play where he th- tried to throw it across the field was just ridiculous. Trevor Lawrence looked good. Oh my gosh! Did you wait? Remember? Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Do you remember that play? Yeah. Can we talk about that play? <laughs> that was like, what, what am I watching? <laughs> was that finally the play that got Todd Downing? fired if he, if he wasn't already fired then i guess i guess so yeah that, that play didn't make any sense because i i after i was actually thinking about it this morning that's a weird thing to say but uh <laughs> the defender went with ward like he goes out 
and if the plan is to get him the ball and lateral it to him, it's like that defender's going to follow him that whole time. Like well, there's so much space. You would have to for that play to work. Traylon Burks needs to get that ball way further to the sideline for that defender to think that he can even make a tackle to pull him out. Because other than that, that guy's like, I'm out of the play. I'm kind of guarding my guy. I'm done. That's you're it's so hard to get the ball to Ward. Even Traylon Burks getting it to Ward was impressive. Oh yeah, it was just <laughs> it was wild <laughs> to call that play in the first quarter, and also. I think it just looked even crazier because Traylon still tried to pull it off <laughs> as he's getting the way tackled. He, yeah. The way he it's threw like, it, just it's like I could just see the coach in film being like, "All right, dude. I mean, what? Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth." He's like, "You're getting tackled. Just go ahead and eat this one." Like, yeah, like, I appreciate you still trying to complete the play. We gotta be smart, but let's just let's just eat it. Let's just eat <laughs> just, that one. Hey, um, hey, rookie, welcome to the NFL. That was ridiculous. All right. Now I want to go back to your comment. I thought Trevor Lawrence looked bad, actually. Really? Yeah. I, he missed a wide-open Marvin Jones Jr. that would have put him up um, in the fourth quarter. He yeah. threw it out of bounds. Yeah. Um, Definitely didn't look as sharp. And Yeah. I, I thought – I actually left that game encouraged about the future. Like, I'm not I'm not worried about – oh, we, were, we had a shared division with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is anywhere close to the Justin Herbert level. I and mean, I you think can still have bad games and still be a great franchise quarterback. Like, yeah, but just do one think, game doesn't. Okay, make absolutely, one hundred percent. I like, agree I'm, with I'm that. I'm still, I agree. I'm with still that. not looking forward to. Are it. you scared of Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, in critical moments. I mean, maybe not right now, but yes, I like. I think that. I mean, he's just going to get keep getting better. So, I yes, I am scared that he's yeah, – I hate it, that he's in the division. I, I, he has a high ceiling. I, I, his throws – there was a couple where I was just like, he, he's a great quarterback. I mean, he did miss a couple things here and there, and it just felt like the Jags' way, but that's kind of what they do. I see what you mean, though, about – Jags' mentality. Being a little more encouraged after that game about just what he's going to be doing. Because, he, yeah, he, I, we were flustering him for sure, and – I think that it's something like doesn't matter how good he is in the NFL against other teams. If when when it comes to playing us, if we're able to get in his head and he's able to end up like missing throws and stuff like that, then we we could be okay. Um, so I just I don't know. I I hear. I guess I'm just um, I'm not as impressed as maybe. Let, let's do it this. Let's do it this way. AFC playoffs. Seven teams in the AFC playoffs. Where do you put Trevor Lawrence in terms of the quarterbacks? Okay, in the AFC. In the AFC, here, here, well, here are your quarterbacks. Assuming two is healthy and Lamar is healthy, which who knows if they'll either either of them will play. You got Mahomes, Tua, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Well, I I put Trevor Lawrence fifth. Who do you put behind him? Lamar and Tua. Really. Just because the whole Lamar thing, I just have not. You'd felt, rather had you'd rather have Trevor Lawrence on your team than Lamar. I just the whole thing about Lamar this year has has just been wishy washy. So I, don't, I just feel like about his contract and about yeah, his injury. Okay, it's, he just seemed off that. this year. Yeah, but like it, previous years, definitely. But like peak Lamar, Lamar if yeah. you're getting peak Lamar, you're probably taking that over. Yes, whatever peak Trevor. But has peak been Trevor, the last two years. Peak Trevor has looked pretty damn good this year. 
okay, so but okay, I I am probably putting them. Gosh, honestly, Tua healthy Tua this year was in the MVP conversation. Yeah, but you put Trevor Lawrence in that offense. Yeah, I think like I'm with I, I think Tua was in the MVP Maybe conversation. Maybe I just don't see it. I don't see McDaniel created Trevor such Lawrence a crazy scheme with all this. Yeah, and Waddle, I think. He's doing this with Maybe Christian Kirk, right. Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram and Marvin Jones. Evan Ingram is a good, a no, I good know, tight but end like, when he catches the football. You, you have – I don't know. I just think that – He's making them look a lot better than they are. I hate that we're having to – Maybe all right. I guess we can move on. We spent probably way too much time on Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. I, I, I'm not as high as him on him as y'all are. Are you higher or lower uh, – on Trevor Lawrence than Davis Mills. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Josh Dobbs. <laughs> no, my uh, my Josh Dobbs excitement. Are you more scared of Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, all right, here's a question for y'all. If we have Taylor before, Lewan, before that question, I think we should hear from our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's do it. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to the Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action is so, action's so good... Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? DraftKings Sportsbook is amazing, and I'm excited to look forward to looking at DraftKings Sportsbook for my go-to for the NFL playoffs because, let me tell you, they have plenty of actions. Hop onto that app. NFL uh, NFL option is just right there staring you in the face. It pulls up all the games. And uh, right now, I'm just going to rip through each game and the lines that we got. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know my picks. So we got the first game, the Seahawks at the 49ers. I think the Seahawks can cover plus ten. That's a my, that's a big spread, but we're going Seahawks plus ten. We got Chargers at Jags. The line is at um, Chargers minus one, and I'm gonna roll with that. I'm thinking they're gonna beat the Jags. Am I a little bitter about them beating us? Maybe that's maybe why I'm picking them. So I'm going with the Chargers. Chargers minus one. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. Bills are rolling right now. Uh, the DeMar Hamlin news, they're on a mission, and I think they're going to cover minus 10 and a half. Giants at Vikings. Hmm, tough one. Giants, are they frauds? Vikings, are they frauds? Who knows? But I'm going Giants, plus three at the Vikings. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals are pissed as well about what happened uh, with their game. They feel like they're being disrespected. So I'm going minus six and a half at home against the Ravens. Doesn't matter who's at quarterback for the Ravens. Um, Cowboys at Buccaneers, Monday Night Football. It's the lines at two and a half. Cowboys minus two and a half. I mean, hard to hard to bet on Tom Brady or hard to bet against Tom Brady. So what I'm going is Buccaneers plus two and a half. Those are what I uh, like with it when it comes to spreads. In these games, it's going to be a fun weekend of playoffs. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
All right, back to your question. All right, if we have Taylor Lewan at left tackle, do we win that game? I think so. I think I think, I think Taylor Lewan so. at left tackle, we win one more other game. Yeah. So my question to you guys is: Do we see Taylor Lewan as our starting left tackle in twenty twenty three? Not at the current to, contract. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a current contract. Yeah. I thought he did. It, yeah, yeah, he does. There's still one more year. Or yeah. It's just that there's no it's just there's no dead hit uh, dead cap. There's no dead what cap. is yeah dead cap. What if we cut him guaranteed we money? There's no guaranteed money anymore yeah. with the contract. Okay. Yeah. If we cut him, he's completely like which usually in the zero NFL to the team. Usually in the NFL means no contract. Like players very rarely play on a on a guaranteed or uh, non contract like, without guaranteed money. Yeah. Because most of the rest of that stuff's just like bonuses and stuff that's hard to hit anyway. Um, okay, so let's say let's assume we rip his con- like let's assume he is not making fourteen million next year, and they sit down, they rip up his contract, and they say, "Hey, you're either going to free agency or resigning you." What number do you want to see? What number would you be happy with him coming back? I don't know necessarily the numbers that are normal for left tackles, but I cut it in half. I mean, the, I big, the highest paid left tackle right now is Trent Williams, and he's at like 22.5. So I mean, Taylor Lewan is at 14. Like yeah, I would think like six or seven. I don't know. Okay. I was thinking, is that fair? I was thinking nine or ten. And is that I – would, I would – it's probably more because of his lack of availability rather than his talent right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows that he's coming off the ACL again. Is he even going to be going for playing again? It's true. You know? Like his podcast is taking off. Maybe he just his, wants to be a barstool. His podcast is definitely guy. taking off even more than it has been the past few years. So I don't know. I, is that another thing that could be factored into this? You know what I'm tired of seeing? I'm tired of seeing Taylor Lewan tweets about, how he misses his boys out and there. And, like, the Titans, yeah. Like, dude, just stop. Well, well I mean, I'd probably be tweeting the same thing. He's, he misses his boys. I know. I just don't want to see it. I want him to be out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's annoying that he, I, he – it feels like every season it's, man, I wish I was out there with my boys. Like, <laughs> dude, why don't you get out get there healthy. then? <laughs> yeah, be stop out there. tweeting about this. Figure it yeah. out. It kind of goes back to – Vrabel's presser yesterday talking about the injuries, Pettit. Soft tissue. Yeah. What did he say yesterday? Uh, he said he called out Christian Fulton and David Long for being repeat offenders of soft tissue injuries and basically challenged them to figure it out. <laughs> so, like, treat their bodies better. Yeah. Which I think we've had – we had a little bit of a back and forth about it on – if he was what what can a player do about a soft tissue injury and is Vrabel more mad about it or is he just trying to actually challenge them and see if they can treat their bodies better to not avoid that in the future I think it's both I think he's mad and trying to challenge them yeah I mean he said too he's like we've had his like historically bad luck the last two years with injuries but I just can't imagine our players treat their bodies worse that poorly that poorly compared to other teams in the nfl 
Yeah. I can't believe, unless the Titans are like, here's a cheeseburger every day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Cheeseburger's pretty good, Pettit. <laughs> well, he made an interesting... No argument there. <laughs> Teron Davenport asked him about how does analytics go into that decision about it, like to manage injuries, and he said, well, every week we try to do whatever we can to get players to 90%. Like, so we're not trying to get everybody 100%. We're trying to get you 90%. And they get all this data on total mileage or uh yeah total mileage run during the game and like how fast they move during the game and how many times they're accelerating and what their max acceleration is when they're healthy and what that acceleration looks like during the game and so they can kind of compare you know how are you how'd you do in that game and how does that relate to your baseline and it's just a lot of really interesting stuff that he kind of went into detail and then they asked him what about analytics in terms of like on-field performance and he's like well you know, we measure the fast guys, and we want to get the fast guys to run run down the field and throw them the football. And the guys who aren't as fast, we want to try to make sure they're underneath. <laughs> we throw them the ball underneath. <laughs> it's kind of being yeah. brave at that point. But, um, yeah, it was – it'd be inter- it'll be really interesting to see and hear. I don't even know if we'll get to find out how we how we go about doing injuries differently. But it sounds like Vrabel's very aware that – I mean, how could you not be? That yeah. injuries are the number one thing we have to fix. Yeah, and that was, you know, that kind of conversation was uh, was big yesterday on Monday and there was also something else pretty pretty dang big. And I I say this, I don't know if you could tell my voice is kind of I've maybe kind of lightened up a little bit, maybe smiling. You can't really see me, but the Tennessee Titans have parted ways with the O-line coach Keith Carter, secondary coach Anthony Midget, and Offensive skill assistant Eric Frazier, and one more. We have finally moved on from the offensive coordinator, Todd Downing. Here, Thank here. you, Lord. Now, what's funny is we actually told each other that we were going to not record until Todd Downing was fired, and it ended up just being really easy, and he was fired on Monday. So, Well, some are saying that our strike pushed the decision. Some are saying that. I heard I heard someone say that. Maybe so, Adams said we can't go without <laughs> primetime Titans. Well, I mean huge news. Finally, finally, Todd Downing is fired. No more Traylon Burks crossfield laterals. Oh. We should do an episode this offseason of the worst play calls Todd Downing's had in his career. Wow. For the Titans. That'd be an interesting study. I'd I'd I mean I'd be down to do it. It'd be a really a lot of boring research. <laughs> really pull all hair. It also maybe be too long of an episode, so maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. No, no, no I, I actually, I'm just. Jo- I was. Maybe joking we can have there. a small I, segment about just like a handful of plays that we remember where we're like, no, I love the such idea. Such a horrible Todd Downing call. I love it. I love. But that again, idea. most of his horrible calls are just like really boring. You know. Yeah, like situational. He calls. didn't have like play calls where we were like, oh, that was besides the Traylon Burks one, like. Most of them are just really boring, predictable ones. Yeah. I mean, th- so that opens it up. We're, we're, we got to have a new offensive coordinator. Do we think Vra- – I think what's kind of – I don't know if it's upsetting, but it's just boring. Like, we're going to go for someone that probably Vrabel knows or, like, promote Tim Kelly from within. Uh, I think – Tron Davenport, been mentioned. Yeah, Tron Davenport, Joe Brady from the Bills – I and would. I would do Hamilton. not want Joe Brady. I Pep do not Hamilton want Hamilton from the Texans too. I do not want Joe Brady. I think 
all of his success was because of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Terrace Marshall at LSU. That's when Joe and, Brady uh, Thaddeus Moss and Thaddeus Moss <laughs> and Decalus and Cush. Uh, is it Cushenberry, the center? Yeah, yeah, Lloyd I, Cushenberry. I think, yeah, I mean he had like eight. That was a generational first round draft roster. picks on his offense. Yeah, like. Like so, uh, yeah. I do not want Joe Brady as our offensive coordinator. Two years ago, I would have been ecstatic, but I think we've now seen with his time in Carolina that, and he's just he's very average. So let's leave Joe Brady. Let's leave him where he is. I actually would be. Let's okay. leave him in 2019. Yeah, I, I I'd be okay with Bill O'Brien. I think as long as Bill O'Brien is not the GM and <laughs> in charge of trading players and making head coaching decisions. I think he actually does a pretty good job calling an offense. I mean, the Texans had a good offense for, for a number of years there. and I just get scared about what he did with the Bama offense. I feel like they – it was wishy-washy. They regressed. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I, get, I I think, think that you can I mean, get into a bigger conversation of they, they didn't have a lot of good receivers. and We're probably not going to go for him, but I wouldn't be against Frank Reich. Yeah, honestly. I wouldn't be against that. Yeah. He'd be solid as long as we tell him you're not allowed to bring in Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, no, or I, Nick Foles. I think, I think you're we'll, not allowed to bring in <laughs> yeah quarterbacks. No one that, that you know can be here before. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, how big is this? We're you know probably going to wrap up here soon, but I just we we definitely had to talk about Todd Downing and him being fired. Like, how massive is this? Is this feels massive? Like he legitimately. I think he legitimately lost us games with how he would call games. So, uh, we've gone back and forth with this. For me, it's not the biggest issue that's got to be fixed. I, I think it's like four or five. Um, I'm glad it happened. I think if we don't fix injuries and we don't fix player personnel, it doesn't matter who's calling plays. Yeah, I've said this all season. I don't think Sean McVay comes in here and changes – the trajectory of our football team as offensive player caller. I just don't. Um, I'm sure – I think we can get an upgrade over Todd Downing, absolutely. But if we don't fix the injuries and we don't fix the O-line and we don't fix the receivers, and honestly, long-term, we don't fix the quarterback, we just – it doesn't matter who's calling plays. It just – in my opinion, it doesn't. But I don't – I think I'm in the minority there. So. No, I, I think that's a reasonable take. I – I do think it we it shouldn't be hard to get an upgrade from Todd Downing, and I do think he has lost us games. I think it, both both of you guys are right. He, like Todd Downing has lost us games and has been not a great OC, but I don't think we'd be much better with a better OC because of the injuries and how atrocious our O line is. Now, how much Todd Downing was involved in the player personnel, I don't know, but if he was involved, then then absolutely I can't wait to get rid of him. Uh, <laughs> like Jeff Swain. Was he the one that's wanting yeah, Jeff Swain out there? Things. Cody Hollister, just things like that where it's like. NWI. I just Dennis so Daly. that's the, not going to happen next year. The three most hated players of my by me. <laughs> <laughs> and by others. On Titans sure. team. I mean, how do you. How do you keep throwing Jeff Swaim out there year after year after year? And Todd Downing was a tight ends coach. It's So here's. Here was my biggest problem with Todd Downing, I think, is any time that he needed to get creative, the way he would get creative was atrocious. Like you would you you think about 
what a good offensive mind is is create is doing and calling certain creative plays that the defense won't expect. And I just felt like any time he tried to do that, he either got too creative and it was stupid, or it was just dumb and it didn't work. And it was it just like that was it was so frustrating over yeah. and over. It was yeah. awful. I think my biggest frustration with him was that he and whoever, you know, the offensive coaches, they put together a really good script, usually the first 10, 20 plays of the game. And we came out and we would usually score in that first quarter and even the second quarter. And then whatever was working in the first half, it's incredible the amount of times that we would go away from that in the second half. We just, it, it, like like in the Jaguars game, screen we, we had – couple of screen passes that worked well we had a screen pass to Derek that worked really well um we had an RPO with Josh Dobbs that worked pretty well we had uh play action where we have a jet sweep fake a uh, fake jet sweep and then we we fake the running back going the other way then Josh Dobbs is rolling out and he just dumps it in the flats and we get nine yards like and then we go away from that in the second half the things that are working we we just like he forgets he, he, I don't think he has the talent of a play caller where you get a good feel for the game and you understand what's yeah. working and you know your team and you know how to set plays up. I don't think he does that well. I think because in the second half we would just go to outside zone, outside you know outside zone, drop back, pass, punt. Like we, we would not go do what was working. The 2022 Titans never scored 28 points or more. Yeah, and we had season. a minus – insane a minus 99 or it was minus 95 point differential in the second half going into the Jags game <laughs> so we were well, I don't remember what the halftime score was but I think that got over minus 100 yeah <sighs> sweet well that's fun hopefully here's to hoping that our offensive coordinator was are past us with Todd Downing and I'm excited to find out who offense coordinator hire is because surely it's someone better than Todd Downing there's a little bit more news to report on the GM search when we get into that uh yeah so just some names that we're looking at obviously the two guys internally Ryan Cowden and Monty Austin Fort um we're looking at two guys from the 49ers Rand Carthen and Adam Peters uh we're looking at a guy the assistant GM for the Bears, Ian Cunningham. The assistant GM for the Browns, who were apparently really into analytics, is one of the one of the calling cards of the Browns right now. Which is interesting that they're a running football team and they're super into analytics. Um, his name is Glenn Cook, assistant GM, and then the VP of player personnel for the Cardinals, Quentin Harris. I don't know anything about those people, so <laughs> those are just some names. Those are just names, the, but the it's 49ers interesting. The 49ers guys are what kind of intrigue me. Yeah, because they're the best football team of that group. Well, yeah, and I just like Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, he's an amazing coach, but I feel like they always draft well, and I just I like what the 49ers got going over there. Yeah, yeah, it's that's reasonable. They're it's very impressive. Way better than. Anybody from the Cardinals? I'm kind of rooting for – I'm going – it's Niners-Bills. That's the Super Bowl I want. Are you – is there anybody on that list, like, that you're rooting for? Niner, Niners guys for me. Over the two Titans guys? 
Yeah, I, yes, because I just I don't I don't want to keep just going in house. Yeah, like doing what we know. Now Monty Austin Fort apparently he's was, been interviewed for Cardinals, right? He wants to be interviewed. Yeah, he's he's getting looks elsewhere, and he came from the Patriots, from their dynasty, if I remember correctly. John Robinson did too, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think the GM thing. I don't know too. Mu- I don't know too much about it to where I know who I want. I just, if I'm thinking about it, just 49ers guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to base it almost off of who's on the field at each of those teams, who they've drafted, uh, things like that. And the 49ers stand out compared to most of the Browns, <clears throat> the Browns, Bears, and Bears Cardinals. And the Cardinals. In my mind, avoid the Cardinals like the plague. But <laughs> yeah, I'm very down on the Cardinals. I would hate to be a Cardinals fan right now. Shout out McCain. Last, last thing. What a rough couple days for McCain. <laughs> Last point that I want to make is whatever we do this offseason, please do not let Jeff Swaim and WI and Dennis Daly back in the locker room. <laughs> and Cody Hollister. Well, we haven't won a game since Cody Hollister went to IR. <laughs> and still, I just don't believe that he was that big of an impact. Maybe yeah, I just, refuse to believe. He's a really big locker room guy. So to wrap this up, we're going to give you the final standings of the snake draft. I ended up winning. I was three and two. I had the Commanders, Eagles, Colts, both Colts games and the Chargers game. Three and two. Uh, that's, I think last year Pettit or someone whoever won last year was I think four and one. I won. Pettit went four, one and four this year. His only win was the Broncos. He had the he had the Jags game at home, the Giants game at home, the Cowboys game at home, Broncos, and then at Bills one and four. Sorry, Pettit. Robert had the Bengals at home at Jags. Raiders at home, at Packers, at Chiefs. He went two and three. So, I win. We're So, we're splitting the pizza for the Super Bowl party. Humble Gotta king. Gotta love it. All right, well. We're definitely getting Papa John's. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. After, yeah, we had that last night for the, yeah, it was. Great experience. Great experience. So, uh, that's all we got. Titan season is over. We will have some off seasons episode for you. Should we introduce for you? our new segment for the off season? You do it. You got it. Well, I think you should do it. We are having a new segment this off season where we're going to be interviewing fans. No, Which we are fans as well. But we're like fans, other yeah. fans. We're not. We're not a. We're not a podcast associated with the team. We're not covering the players. We don't want to build relationships with the players and people on the team because we want to be critical when it's necessary. And so we're calling this segment OnlyFans. We're OnlyFans. You know? We are only having fans on. We're OnlyFans. So if you're a fan. We are OnlyFans. If you're a fan not associated with the team and you like 20 minutes in the spotlight, give us a call. Reach <laughs> out. We've got some ideas. We've got some people we've been talking to. We've got some, some people in the works. But uh, let us know. Yeah, so it should be fun. Uh, we'll also talk about the season overall. We do that. We want to talk about this. You know, this episode we want it to be Jags focused and just certain news. But we'll get to the season overall. So we'll get there. But um, that's all we got. And Titans seven and ten in the season on seven game losing streak. Pretty disappointing. But I'm JG. I'm Pettit, and I'm Robert, and we thank y'all. 
When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and 